0: Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Kim Tracy possesses a solid communications background, including marketing, public relations, and sales. Throughout her career, she has designed and implemented public relations and marketing campaigns and executed special events for clients in the following industries, consumer products, nonprofit, high-tech, professional sports, real estate, and healthcare. As marketing manager for Penton Media's Broadwatch and the CLEC magazine, Kim managed all aspects of promoting both trade pubs and their complimentary website. Kim's sales background includes work with Hershey Foods, Keller Williams Realty, and the core hotel group in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Since 2008, Kim has owned and operated The Career Agent, a boutique personal marketing firm that specializes in guiding U.S.-based professionals through career transition. In 2015, two clients approached Kim about representing them as a speaker's agent. Seeing that the stars were aligning, Kim began researching speakers' bureaus and saw an opportunity not only to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and others achieve their goals, but to continue having a positive impact on people's lives.
1: Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you, thank you. It's so exciting to be here.
0: And I just read this incredible introduction about you. Which, my gosh, you've got quite a history. What was the most? Uh, how can I put this? You've done marketing. You've done with Penton Media. You've 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 been in sales with you know the big ones, Hershey's and and Keller Williams. And now you're a career agent, and or actually now you're you've you've got your own speakers firm. Before that, you were the career agent. What has brought you to the point that you are today?
1: You know, in 2015, I was in year eight of running the career agent. And I think with a lot of people, like we had talked about earlier, we get bored. We're looking for something new. And I was looking for something where, number one, I could leave a more positive footprint on the planet. And I thought, you know what? Um, Who knows what the universe is going to show up? So two of my clients said, If I would become a speaker agent, it would enable them to focus on their writing, their presenting, what have you. And I brushed it off. But later that week, I had lunch with a business coach, and he said, you know, Kim, that would be a very good way to utilize your PR marketing and sales skills. So I thought, well, I'm not a dummy. I did, you know, go to American University. I graduated, so let's figure this out. And I put together the research, then I put together the business plan. And then I started putting myself out there, and that's how it came to be.
0: Well, and look at where you are today. So what is your company's sweet spot right now?
1: Our sweet spot, in terms of speakers, are working with entrepreneurs and industry experts who can teach their audiences the how-to, with the evolution of the internet. We know that anybody can go on an internet search engine, type in a question, and you're going to get the answer. But it doesn't replace either that in-person experience or, as some speakers are doing, the webinar experience. So we always have that as kind of like a benchmark when we're interviewing speakers. Can you teach me what you talk about?
0: That's fantastic. Something tells me that you teach them quite a bit too maybe. <laughs> well, I know you did based on our pre-show interview. <laughs> maybe
1: just a little. Yeah,
0: I would expect that. So, how you you've worked alongside so many entrepreneurs, how do you define your own entrepreneurial spirit?
1: Oh my gosh. You know, when you when I saw this question, I thought, "Oh my gosh, how am I going to answer this?" And I would say it really begins with your mindset. A lot of people have you know, we've had really crappy bosses in the past. We've learned, you know, what to and what not to do. And what I have figured out is that for me personally, I wanted to run things differently. It didn't mean that it was better or worse than another person. It just meant that it was different. And that means treating people well, encouraging growth and development, giving, you know, Aaron, who works with me, a challenge, different projects on a weekly basis. So I look at that as me really embodying an entrepreneurial spirit for me personally.
0: Well, and you certainly have. Do you think the fact that your company is female-owned is perhaps a part of that brand?
1: You know, that was a great question. At first I thought, well, you know, no, because Max is my nephew who I named the company after. But then I thought, well, you know, branding, maybe so because the colors of our logo, we took care to look at kind of like what different retailing colors were being used. And it was chosen from a female-based company.
0: That is um, absolutely amazing. And I love the fact that you named your business after Max. At what point in time, you know, when did you have that epiphany that you said, this is it?
1: In terms of the name? Yes. You know, Max and I were kind of like partners in crime. We have that weird synergy even though he's 11 years old right now. We're just like we're just little troublemakers together. And I thought, well, if you want to create a company, you want it to have a certain culture, a certain vibe, you know, a feeling, and Max embodies everything that we as adults are a- aspiring to achieve, which include what? Spirit, enthusiasm, innovation, fun, joy, He loves to learn. He loves trying new things. Somebody had said to me one time, did you know that your nephew learned how to ride a unicycle in a month? Uh And I thought, how many bumps and bruises did that kid have? But he kept going. So there's that ambition and drive that I think also embodies the agency.
0: That's so true. You do have such a unique approach to your business. How do you define leadership? And then more specifically, How do you feel your approach to leadership is different?
1: You know, for the first question, I would say leadership is about serving those who work with or for you. To me, it's not about a title. It's not about a salary. It's really more of the impact that you are having on other folks. So one of our speakers, Leah Woodford, CEO of Smart Femme magazine, had said recently to me, you know, employees don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. And I think for a lot of us listening to this podcast, that is a very true statement. You might have said, oh my gosh, I love my company, but my boss is a nightmare. I can't take it anymore. So I remember what former managers and owners have done. And more often than not, I choose to behave differently or respond differently.
0: That's amazing. You know, it it is such a I, you know, I, I've heard uh, Leah's quote before, and it is just so meaningful. And, and what is difficult about that in today's age is we've got a atmosphere. A lot of companies do, at least, with four different generations within that business, mm-hmm. and you have to manage each generation and each individual differently. And let's just pick on the millennials for a minute. Um, culture has had to change so much because of them, and to to get. A millennial to look at, you know, the leader of the business as a leader and not a boss is a very challenging thing. So at some point in time, I'm going to spend a lot of time with Leah and, and listen to her because
1: I know she's got some incredible pearls of wisdom regarding that. She absolutely does. Leah um, has about five millennials working for her right now. I work with Aaron Burke, who is a millennial. She's 24 years old and Erin is so smart and fast and creative and innovative. She's a very good complement to my A-type personality. And, you know, even for this podcast, I reviewed the questions with her. Interesting. And, and, you know, we were just chatting about it, and she was like, oh, what about this? What about this? You know, obviously regarding social media, you know, she is, she's a, a whiz kid. She learns very, very quickly. So I think very similar to what Leah says, if you are not a millennial, be very open-minded. You can learn a tremendous amount from this you know, younger generation. It's
0: so true. I think the mix of it all is truly what has made one of the strongest workforces mm-hmm. in the United States, or even world for that mm-hmm. matter. Absolutely. So you've got Aaron working for you. You're a two-person company at this point in time, but you cast quite a wide net with what you manage on a day-to-day basis with all of your speakers. How have you integrated your internal departments, and how do you get you know, everyone's singing from the same songbook.
1: You know, it goes back to involving Aaron in the decision-making process. You know, it's also a guiding or mentoring situation too, where you might say, well, explain the process to me. And she might look at me like I have two heads. <laughs> and then I, I, I kind of get her to tell me the process. So like last week we were working with um, an email campaign. And she says, oh, but if you go over here, if you go over, and I said, no, no, start at the top and take me all the way through the bottom of the document. So it's teaching her, number one, how do you explain a process to somebody? How do you implement the process from beginning to end? And then how do you duplicate it? So in terms of integration, she and I chatted about this. I said, all we do is integrated marketing. We have to. We are a small company. We, like a lot of people, we have a limited budget. So we use a lot we use several tools to help us be more efficient and productive.
0: I love that, which is a great segue into our integrated
1: marketing question here. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell us about those approaches and and that you've used to elevate the brand and perhaps what has worked and, and what hasn't
1: so like we had talked before we started recording, you know your podcast has been an incredible you know I would say an opportunity generator for you. We do uh, monthly, if not weekly, recordings of our speakers, you know, for the sake of time, we are are always streamlining. So I might do three, five-minute videos of a speaker in one hour. Fantastic. But it has become great because you and I were talking, content is king. And if a speaker isn't producing original content on a consistent basis, They are dead in the water because they're going to get lost in the noise and they're not going to become a signal. So that's number one. The second thing was, I hate to say it, I got on the social media bandwagon almost a year ago. I've been doing organic growth. So while it takes longer, it's higher quality. And because we represent several speakers, we do use a social media management tool because like you, our feed begins around four o'clock in the morning mountain time. It goes all the way until 9 or 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) So it's it's just being effective, being consistent. And, you know, podcasts, I am personally interviewed on podcasts. Number one, I really do like them. I think they're really, really fun. So much fun. Right? I love the fact that they are competing with radio. They're changing the way that consumers are listening to information, getting new content. But also, I think it's helping... You, the interviewer, say, oh, my gosh, we're filling your brain with content, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I so, mean, that's the key. Yep. It's a. I think it's a win-win. And I think those are the strategies that most impact us right now.
0: Well, and, and they're working. I'll tell you that much. We, as business people, as individuals, as family members, we all have challenging times or situations. Could you share with us a time um, that was difficult for you and you made some tough decisions, you persisted, and now that once painful memory uh, is applied to how you interact or work on a daily basis
1: with folks? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a good one because I tell speakers, give as much of yourself, dot, 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 without medication. (laughs) There, There is a level of when you are vulnerable, when you are really out there, you are actually at your 100% best. And when I saw this question, I thought, oh, this is actually going to be really, really good because we're about to get very real. And it was about last year I had just launched the website for this company when a really long-term friendship had ended. And this was devastating. So for a lot of people, we know that when we're in a transition like this, we can either go down into the abyss – or we can fight and claw our way out of it. And I chose to fight and claw my way out of it. I was not one who said, I'm going to sit and wallow in my sorrow. Oh, I'm going to do this. I actually sat in front of a professional coach within 24 hours of news hitting me. And what's even funnier is in that exact session, I said, number one, this isn't me. So I had a level of awareness. Number two, I said, this is a bunch of crap. Figure it out. Tell me what the action plan is. And then three, I implemented it all in one session.
0: I I am not surprised by that, by the way.
1: Because (laughs) I have a lot to do. I said, you know, I am responsible for, you know, promoting these speakers, for getting this company off the ground. I don't have the time to be doing this. So that was a key, uh, I think, foundational opportunity that I took because I do know now in hindsight, talking to Doug McGurk. He says, gosh, Kim, it takes people years, years to even pick up the phone. Uh. And you went through all of that in an hour. So what that did is it launched me into kind of like that you're coming out of the fog. And Aaron says yesterday, oh, are you going to tell Lori about this July? And it's not written in the email that I sent you. (laughs) After I'm through, let's say, six months of really, really coming out of the fog, I did the mindfulness retreat offered by Dr. T.C. North. He is one of our speakers out of Lafayette, Colorado. And I thought, this is going to be great. I'm looking for specific things. And I only got through six hours of the first day. I got so emotionally sick for four hours. And I've never had a room spin before. I've never felt this way in my life. And and as I'm literally um, throwing up, uh, his co-presenter says to me, just think of it like this, Kim, you're actually detoxing yourself of all the garbage, all the disappointment, all of everything you've been holding to, you're throwing it up. So I visualized my friend's face in the toilet and Aww. literally and figuratively flushed him down the toilet.
0: Yes. Now that point in time had to be the catalyst to you really feeling as though you could move forward.
1: I had already been moving forward, and this was that confirmation. The other confirmation was driving back down into Denver on I-70, and there's a double rainbow uh, over the entire metropolitan area. And I thought, well, if that's not confirmation, I don't know what is. Isn't
0: that incredible?
1: Isn't that amazing?
0: It really is. And and really, your subconscious you know, just exploding. Right. Oh, I love that.
1: Right. You so, know,
0: I, I think that those sort of uh, situations, discussions, uh, leadership retreats, whatever they might be, are so good for people when it comes to clarity and really beginning to focus again. And can you talk, I mean, what did that six hours in the end, looking back on it, what did that do?
1: You know, what's funny is in the beginning of this retreat, TC North says, why are you here? And I actually said, I am here for a breakthrough. I am here to gain the information I need to move forward. And he, we joke about it today. And he's like, well, remember, you did a great job. You should have a your breakthrough. <laughs> and I have since stayed in touch with some of the members because we, we're broken up into little pods, little groups. And they said, isn't it weird You participated in 10% of the workshop because I had to go home to Denver. I was that sick. Wow. And they said, but you gained more than any of us. And I said, well, it's actually been six months in the work. But That that event in July was that confirmation. That was your epiphany. And then you start really coming out of the fog. You start rebuilding yourself. And we have taken off ever since.
0: Well, and I tell you, the company is going to be successful because you're behind the helm. So congratulations to you. Thank um, you. Everything that you are doing. (laughs) Is there a time, I can't wait to hear your response to this question, by the way.
1: (laughs) This is a bonus question.
0: (laughs) Is there a time where you feel that you're there or is there a magic moment that you feel that you've made it?
1: You know, Aaron and I talked about this too. And we said, you know, not really. We feel that our success is coming in stages because we're getting better and better and better at everything that we're doing. So for me personally, and you are in marketing as well, when we put ourselves out there, we're taking a risk of rejection or acceptance. And being able to sign on speakers was a huge confirmation. It was a huge success. So I thought, all right, well, maybe this is actually going to work. Second success is when you get your first booking. You think, "Oh my gosh!" It's like that UPS commercial from about five years ago, where the company gets a, an order and they're all excited, and then all of a sudden, in thirty seconds, they get five thousand orders and they realize they don't have the manpower or the back-end operations to support it. That's So
0: true. Such a right? great
1: spot. You can totally visualize. That totally as well. visualize it because yeah. you're cheering, and the next minute you're like Ugh. drinking a blue, like a Grey Goose bottle. Like, oh my exactly. god, what's <laughs> happened to me? So. And then, of course, we are in the phase right now. We are so fortunate to—we've always attracted exceptional speakers, but, you know, there are different levels. There's different levels of commitment. And in 2016, we have attracted speakers that truly their message is going to go global because they want it to. Mm -hmm. We just happen to be one of their vehicles.
0: Yeah, and and that— you know, that platform for them to be able to cast a wide net and get the message out is something that you're, you know, just doing such a fabulous job at. So we talked a little bit about process uh, prior to our interview, and we know how important it is. What have you implemented that if businesses and leaders could deploy and and consistently apply on a day-to-day basis would result in big wins for them?
1: you know, as a marketing PR person, somebody might expect me to go front of the house is what I call it. But I go opposite. I go back of the house and I look at your business operations. What are your internal processes? What are your internal controls? What are you doing for the infrastructure of the business? If those are not tight, your front end experience for your client, your customers and your staff is going to be a wreck. So what I did, I took great care to actually, you know, write on a sheet of paper, here's step number one, and here are all the steps within step number one, step number two. And I, I took it all the way through each process of the company. Wow. So, when I, so when I launched it, it wasn't even that really big of a deal because I knew the path that I was going to take the person on.
0: Well, and that you've done. Now, how do you – so you now are a year into this. You've got a slew of speakers you're managing. Have you had to change any of those processes that you began 12 months ago?
1: Absolutely. Um, We have – number one, we've changed the way that we market. We've listened to the marketplace. So a lot of people, even you, have probably said – where is your target audience? What are they doing? What are their habits? What are they saying? We really have listened to what the market is saying, and even if a speaker says to me, "Well, I don't agree with that," I don't care. The market is does the care. One, the market cares, and this and they're the ones setting the precedent right now. So if you don't have these materials, you you can't be represented by us. And so that was a big thing. Number two, we realized. We have to up the bar. You know, if the speakers are supposed to be walking their own talk, they need to set a very, very high bar. If a speaker doesn't have, let's say, essential marketing collateral, well, what are we supposed to do? Market an empty cup? So we had to change that. Um, You know, we had to look at what's going over here, what's the standard. So we're constantly streamlining and pushing I think our speakers, which may not make them exactly happy, but when you sign on somebody like Aaliyah Woodford who says, bam, here's all the stuff you need. You just say, thank you. Thank you. She's a gift.
0: Right. It's so right? true. It is so true. Do you have crisis management programs in place for each of your speakers as well?
1: Well, the good thing is I'm a PR person, yeah. so I do crisis management all the time.
0: Yeah, so for that matter, when are we not in crisis mode as well?
1: We, we are always, I mean, we're, we're not necessarily in reactive mode, but I have in my head a process of, okay, I remember when I was 21 years old working at Edelman PR in Washington, D.C., and one of our client's satellites crashed. Uh, that is crisis communication. Gosh. So I also have learned to put things in perspective What really is a crisis? How should you respond? And what's the plan moving forward? Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. I have loved the time that we've spent together today. I could talk to you for hours, by the way. So as we close in on our last question, is there one thing that you want to be known for and what is it and why?
1: We are dedicated to helping our speakers' messages go global. And that is because they are truly mission-driven, but they're also intent on, like us, leaving a more positive footprint on the planet.
0: Well, and that you're going to do as well, Kim. I love this quote. Leadership is not about a title or a salary. It is about the impact you have on people. And with that said, you are impacting people left and right. Congratulations to your success, the big changes that you've made in the last year, and thank you for appearing on Integrate and Ignite. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avasetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to Ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and
1: Ignite podcast.